0: Buenos dias, Lakerland, and welcome to the show. As always, we're powered by LakersUnderground.com, your home for all things Lakers. You can now find us on Facebook by searching Lakers Underground, Instagram, use the at symbol, Lakers Underground, and Twitter, at Lakers underscore podcast. Today's topics are Jimmy Butler and if he's a viable option for the Lakers this summer, DeMarcus Cousins. Same question, and did the Lakers, excuse me, did the Clippers play the Lakers with the Zubac trade? So first off, we're going to get right into stuff. We know the Lakers are going to make a play for Anthony Davis again this offseason. Jimmy Butler, it, it was uh, it was an article that I saw uh, a few days ago, and uh, we actually linked to it on the, on the website, lakersunderground.com. That Jimmy Butler could be a Plan B for the Lakers if we strike out in free agency. That means if we strike out with an Anthony Davis trade, that means that if we strike out with, you know, who knows? Maybe we end up going for uh, a Kyrie Irving if he opts out of his deal, which he's really expected to, to do with the Clip, or excuse me, with the Celtics. You you know you have some other guys that play there as well, Kemba Walker. You have. Kawhi Leonard is still uh, still on the table, although a lot of people think he's going to— I mean, basically, people are just writing him off as going to the Clippers. And you have DeMarcus Cousins. You have a lot of different names out there, big names for the Lakers to actually go for. Obviously, the biggest name is going to be Kevin Durant. There's a lot of people that think he's actually going to leave the Warriors. So, And as Kevin Durant has proven, yeah, he might do that. He left the the Thunder. He had a really good situation going on there. But you know, if 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 the Warriors win the win the title again this year, you always there's always a doubt in your mind about whether that person is actually willing to leave that team that they just won a title with. So we'll see what happens up there. But again, this episode is mostly about uh, Jimmy Butler. And again, we'll talk a little bit about Anthony Davis. So Anthony Davis. We tried to trade for him, didn't go through. Man, bunch of, uh, bunch of, bunch of, uh, bunch of nonsense happened. So this summer, I imagine we're gonna revisit that trade. Now, we have some pretty—I don't know if you would call them unpredictable. If you would call them, I don't know. I have not found the right word for them yet. But Magic Johnson, Rob Palenka, do not seem. To have the same mindset about at least the way of executing things the way that I would execute things, you know, if I were a GM, which of course nobody's ever going to give me that job. (laughs) But you can argue, nobody should ever give them a job either. Zing. So you you essentially you have these two guys that they they do deals, they have a good idea of what they want the franchise to look like. What they want. The franchise to be where they want to go obviously it's a championship that's what the Lakers are all about however the disconnect seems to be the execution of it so and hence we have the big botched uh, Anthony Davis trade and, and all that so I think this summer if we try to throw everything at the Pelicans again just like we did there's a chance that we could get Anthony Davis now now that we, now that we've gone past the trade deadline and we know that we're not going to win a championship this season, it seems so much closer for Anthony Davis to be in a, to be a free agent. I almost think at this point, now that we're only a year away. Again, when we were at the trade deadline, man, we're a year and a half away. We could do some damage now, let's get him now and see if we can make that playoff push. Obviously, we know what happened. It didn't happen. But had we gotten Anthony Davis, a lot of people still think we wouldn't have. However, I think there's really a chance that we could have. So you bring in an Anthony Davis, we make that playoff push. People aren't uh, as negative on LeBron James as they are right now, had the Lakers made the playoffs. Everybody knows that. So now that we're only a year away... It almost seems kind of silly to, at this point, sell the farm for Anthony Davis. I used that, that term at the trade deadline. I, I don't think it would be smart at, at this point. You know, you were talking missing the playoffs two years in a row or not a cha- no championship two years in a row versus now one year. I'm fine with it. All right, cool. I think we'll make the playoffs this season. I don't care who we get in the offseason. I think we're going to make the playoffs. I just do. So, because I think that we're going to get some name, it might not be the top names. We're going to get somebody. So, now you can get Anthony Davis in one year while keeping Lonzo Ball, while keeping Kyle Kuzma, while keeping Ingram, while keeping Josh Hart. Although, my guess is one of the four or two of the four likely will not be a laker by next trade deadline. I think they're going to figure out what they can do, who they can move to get some type of an asset. We'll see what happens, but there's there's a point there where are we really going to be able to to pay Kuzma when his deal is up? Are we going to be able to pay Ingram, those two both, Lonzo, all of them the money that they're that they need? in order to keep this team alive, and I, I don't think that we'll have the funds to do it. So you choose two. Who are the two that we're going to have to give up for some type of an asset? So I would say we should not make that Anthony Davis trade, although I believe that we will. We'll try to, and it's very likely that we'll fail again at the Anthony Davis sweepstakes, and very, very likely he may end up going to another team. If you, you know, we see Kyrie Irving, as, he's most likely going to opt out of his deal. If you're the Boston Celtics, now you can make the argument, are the Celtics really in a better position than we are to make that Anthony Davis trade? Well, number one, you got to remember that nobody likes making trades with the Lakers. So we always have to, because everybody, everybody dogs in the Lakers, we always have to give something a little extra that some other team might not have to. That's just the reality of it. So if we've got to give up, I mean, Lonzo, Kuz, Ingram, I mean, at that time, Zubac, I mean, Josh, I mean, everybody, the whole the whole, the whole, whole team, basically. And the Celtics can figure out a way to get rid of just Jason Tatum, uh, maybe Rozier. I mean, you know, there might only be two or three guys packaged with a, a couple of draft picks. So that, I think that the Celtics will... We'll have to pay a little less than what we would to get that Anthony Davis trade done. Anthony Davis goes to Celtics. Uh, you know, he he might resign, and that's that's the gamble that you take, and that's that's the those are the decisions that Magic Johnson, Rob Plink have got to make. You know, I, again, I'm kind of of the mind right now that I would rather have those four players on my team than than Anthony Davis with one year left in his contract. So. Those are my thoughts. Now, assuming, and again, we're just going to assume because we're, we're playing around here. We're going to assume that we don't get Anthony Davis. We do not make that trade. Now, we've got to look at who we can get, um, who's on the market. And again, we're just going to go through some of the top names. We're not going to go, you know, down the laundry list of all the shooters that we <laughs> that we need to get. Um, but the two the two big names that come to mind for me would be Jimmy Butler and Cousins. I think Jimmy Butler. Again, I even read it as well, but I, I agree with it. A possible plan B. Now, I hate, I hate the plan B. I don't want Jimmy Butler if it's a multi-year deal. I would take Jimmy Butler in a pinch for one year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't send him a four-year deal. He's already 29. He'll be 30 by the time uh, the next season starts. He's got a lot of miles on him from uh, playing for Tom Thibodeau. And uh, he hasn't necessarily been the poster boy of health his entire career, especially the last couple of years. So, uh, I no, I don't like Jimmy Butler. I don't like him as a plan B. I don't like him as a plan C unless, unless you're talking a one-year deal. Then I'm cool with it. You do a one-year deal, team ops for the second, whatever you want to do, that's great, but Jimmy Butler is going to want a max deal or a near-max deal. Are you really willing? Are we really talking about paying? A 30, LeBron will be 35 next year, December. Jimmy Butler will be 30 by the time next year starts. Are you really willing to have Jimmy Butler, say what you want, he is nearing that, I know he's in his prime, but the amount of miles he has on him and the way that it seems like he's kind of breaking down, I think he's like now treading toward that back end. So are we really willing to put down 30 mil to LeBron, of course, but then also to an aging Jimmy Butler. It just doesn't make sense to me to tie that amount of money up into two aging superstars. It just doesn't. So that that is in a nutshell why I'm against this. Jimmy Butler uh, on this uh, 76ers team, I think he's done some good. I, I do, and I, I'll give him his credit. He's averaging 18 points a game uh, still on a you know pretty stacked team when you look at them on paper. They really are still averaging 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, steal numbers just below two. uh 2 steals a game. He's having a good he's having a good season. Obviously, it's not as um uh, as good as past seasons when he was scoring t- 22, 23 points a game, but a lot of that is just because oh, now he's play- playing playing <laughs> with um guys that are as good or better than him. So that's that's his reality right now in the Sixers, but I still think at the end of the day, this off season, he's still going to be wanting a thirty million dollar contract, multi year, because he knows he's getting age. I don't think he'll sign a one year deal. So somebody will give him that money. So there's Jimmy Butler again. Assuming we don't sign a, a Kyrie Irving, a you know a trade for Anthony Davis, we don't, of course, get. Kevin Durant, which would be fantastic, um, and we don't we don't get Kawhi Leonard. That's those are the assumptions. Plan B, Jimmy Butler. Only way that I'm for that is on a one year deal. The next name would be Demarcus Cousins. I kind of man, I wonder. Last season, and I, I never uh, read an article about it uh, one way or the other, but I'm wondering if the Lakers knew that they could get Demarcus Cousins for the super cheap deal that the Warriors got him for. I think it was like 5 mil and change. Because, man, that is a good deal. Man, that is a good deal. And maybe he wouldn't have signed for 5 mil because we weren't a championship team. That's possible. But how great would have been to have DeMarcus Cousins come in in January? I think that's when he came back. It was January, mid-January or something. And... Then, you know, that was when LeBron was still kind of out, but then he was going to be coming back. I think he came back at the tail end of January. It would have been real nice. That would have been right when uh, Alonzo went out. So uh, he has not had as good of a shooting year as what he has in the past. He's not shooting 30% from three, which is, uh, as a big man, that was one of the things that kind of set him apart from other big men at that time when he came into the league he had a he had a, i mean a near mvp year last year um and then he went down with that injury i think he played half the season man he was averaging 25 points 26 points 12 13 rebounds four or five assists from the from the center position uh almost a couple of blocks i mean he was having a phenomenal year of course i would love to have a guy like that on on my team he's been uh not as much himself this season on the on the warriors but again you can't really fault him. Part of it, probably the injury coming back. Um, the other part is just, again, now he's like, I mean, basically the sixth man on this team uh, with the Warriors. Of course, you're going to be a little different. So uh, I really like the idea of a DeMarcus Cousins. I, again, I wanted him last off offseason. Um, I did not realize it. He would go for his cheap, and maybe the Lakers were kicking themselves about it, Or maybe this was their plan all along. But I imagine that we will make a play for DeMarcus Cousins this offseason. I'm excited to see if we'll get DeMarcus Cousins. I think that this has a lot to do with the next person on our on our list to talk about, which is uh, Avicii Zubak. The Lakers trade him to the Clippers. Our question is, did the Clippers play the Lakers with the Zubak trade? The answer... It's a laughable and cryable no. (laughs) The real question is whether the Lakers played themselves, and it certainly seems like we did. I was really critical of Magic for this trade when it happened because it just didn't make sense to me. The thought process that we all heard was we packaged Zubac, we packaged him with um, Beasley to get rid of Beasley, essentially. And this is what we needed to do. The stories have come out that, one, the Clippers were laughing at the Lakers. Number two, the Lakers were the one that offered him to the Clippers. So this was not a play of the Clippers saying, hey, you've got this guy on your roster. We'll take Beasley off your hands if you're willing to give up this guy. That's not how this has gone. That's how I thought it probably went. That's not how this has gone. The Lakers, of course, thought you know this summer we're probably not going to uh, re-sign him again. I think that's really stupid uh, because again, I don't think he's going to garner. He's played well. Don't get me wrong. I think he has a lot of upside. Even still, I don't think he's at he's at his peak. Um, he's still young. He's like twenty one years old. So there's a lot of opportunity with Zubac still in his career. I don't. I still don't think he would have gotten. I mean, even seven mil. So. Uh, maybe nine. I don't know, but I think he's more probably looking at like four, five, six, uh, six mil. And I think that's a that's a that's a deal that we probably could have done this summer of re-signing him. He would have been a restricted free agent, and we obviously gave gave away his rights. Clippers have his rights. They'll probably re-sign him. So, Igor Zubak, the other side of this trade that was the reason behind it, other than the Beasley piece, was. It was to open up a roster spot for the Lakers to make a playoff push uh, push, and then sign a free agent, uh, somebody off of waivers, to help with that push. Uh, a big name that was out there was going to be Carmelo Anthony potentially coming uh, over to the Lakers. And, of course, we know that things just didn't go right. Obviously, Carmelo Anthony isn't going to come to the Lakers, and uh, the rest is history. So you took a gamble. It didn't pay off for us. However, I still don't think this gamble needed to be done. We could have simply waived Michael Beasley, and that would have opened up that roster spot and got rid of that player. I don't know why we really thought we needed to trade him when we got nothing in return. We, in fact, gave up everything. Mascala, of course, they wanted a shooter. Great. He's absolutely not panned out, unfortunately. So, that... uh, that's the thought process that we all heard behind it. Again, I I think we've made a lot of mistakes, Magic, Palenka. This summer is going to be that summer that says, okay, does he know what he's doing? Because right now, it seems like he doesn't. But this summer, last summer, you kind of give him a pass. He signed LeBron James, the biggest name in free agency. He got him. So you have to give him that. This summer, he has to give LeBron James... Some help. We need some shooters. Of course, we need a big man. Uh, These are the things that we need. We need a shooting guard. We don't have a good defending, good shooting, shooting guard. If I told you that we wouldn't have on our main roster, you take Alex Caruso out of this because he's playing kind of out of his mind right now nobody on the roster shooting over 38 percent from three nobody that's the biggest glaring problem this team has right now so this summer you've got to change that completely so those are the topics we wanted to cover today uh big stories with uh potential of uh of you know a Plan B of Jimmy Butler, of course, talking through Demarcus Cousins, whether or not we should get him, which I think is an emphatic yes. I'm absolutely all for it. Uh, we need to build a championship team this summer. We don't have uh, much of a window with LeBron James. I think he's. I think his body is is breaking down a little bit. We saw this uh, with Kobe. I don't think it was to this extent. Or excuse me, Kobe. This wasn't to Kobe's extent, but it's the beginnings part of it right so lebron's been an iron man basically his whole career now we're nearing that point where he might not just he might not be able to stop it no matter what he does he might not be able to stop it and that's kind of what happened with kobe so thank you guys so much for listening to the lakers underground podcast dot com is still a new website and we're currently working to continue to make it better not just the home of the podcast like it is today uh in the coming episodes Uh, We continue to cover the latest Lakers news, rumors, and topics the Talking Heads on TV bring up. So if you know what's good for you, subscribe and join us next time. So long.